What's going on, everybody? We got a big one tonight, Alex. I'm already excited. I'm, if you so, can't tell. This will be the official return of the Redline podcast now that uh, we have the capabilities using StreamYard to record audio. That's a big one when you're uh, recording a podcast. We're uh, going to be back now. I'd say so. I'd say so. And uh, what a day to come back. We got a big one today, Alex. A huge one. It's it, huge. It, as a baseball huge. fan or as a Red Sox fan, does it get any better? Red Sox versus Yankees, winner goes home or loser goes home. Winner, winner goes home. Winner advances. Winner well, advances. technically, the winner would go home, right? They're going to have another home series. So, yeah. That's the, although baseball confuses me with their does strategy it get, behind the game five-game series. Does it get any better? I don't think it does. Red Sox-Yankees. This is it. This is for all the models. Obviously, lineups haven't come out yet, so let's go through and give our best thoughts real quick. I'm going to go real quick. I think for tonight, for the Red Sox, with J.D. Martinez out because he sprained his ankle, not running the bases, not like attempting to catch a ball. No, he was jogging out to the field and sprained his ankle. He tripped over second base, jogging out to the field and sprained his ankle, and he is now out for the must-win wildcard game. And this is a guy who's making how much money for the Red Sox and has this massive player option who who literally said like that he would cons- he's not fully in yet. He's 50-50 split on it. What a dope. What a dope. I'm not a JD guy, if you can't tell. I don't understand how you trot out to left, center, right field every other time and not trip over second base. How? You sprain your ankle? What? what? When the what TMH emotion sprain your ankle? It's just a joke. It's a joke. Drink again and, on a milk. Toughen up the I mean, bones. What's going on? Right. Right. And the thing is, like, when he when he said that, like, oh, I'm 50-50, you cannot say that when the team is in the midst of a playoff run. Like, what are you doing? I also just, I, I mean, when does when do you hear JD coming up clutch for the Red Sox? Not a recent. That doesn't sure. happen. It doesn't no. happen. It does not happen. I I wish he would. I wish he would leave. I really do. Because you know what? What? And this is part of what we're going to talk about with the lineups. There would have been an odd man out tonight between Dahlbeck, Schwarber, uh, Verdugo, or Renfro for that matter, um, and JD. There would have been an odd man out tonight. You could obviously there's only there's only nine spots you can bar eight technically with nine spots with the pitcher. There's only eight that you can use. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I was right. I was right at first. No, I was right at first because it's DH. So yeah, DH American DH, League. Yep. and we're in the American League. There was going to be an odd man out, and who was it going to be? Now that problem solved. JD's out because he sprained his ankle running to the outfield. But lineups aren't out yet, so let's just let's dive in here first. My my lineup sprained, prediction sprained, sprained his ankle on game one sixty two. Yes, one sixty two, not game one, not game fifty. And it went the whole year running out to the field. It didn't sprain his ankle on second base. Oh, I didn't see the base there. Ouch, my ankle. I'm out. I would have. Really? I, I, I didn't like. I didn't really. I didn't see it. I just heard like. I, I didn't see him trip. Like I didn't see him fall. I just remember him coming out of the game. Like, did he like fall? Because I like it was probably during a commercial break. If they're taking the field, they probably don't show it. But can you just imagine this big designated hitter, who's supposed to be this million dollar man, supposed to be this this key piece of the Red Sox. Trips over second base and sprains his ankle in game 162 as the Red Sox are trailing at the point to the Washington Nationals with a chance. If they lost that game, obviously they would have played game 163. And that would have been a play in to the play in, which is the wild card. So they showed the the sequence of events on Nesson during the commercial break. They had the cameras rolling for whatever. He didn't even trip. He stumbled and somehow sprained his ankle. Joke, joke. But anyways, let's get into the lineup. So my my best pick tonight uh, for the lineups, um, it'll be Renfro and Wright. Center field's where it gets dicey because I think it's going to be Kike, but with the Royal being out for so long and Duran being on the roster, um, of Jaron Duran took Chris Sale's spot on the roster, which we'll get into that as well later on. Um, could we see Jaron Duran at center and Kike at second? because of how long Arroyo's been out. That's just an interesting food of thought. I don't think we do. I think it's Renfro, Kike, Verdugo, 
Um, that's the outfield. And then third base, Devers, shortstop, Xander, second base, Arroyo, first base, um, Dahlbeck, pitcher, obviously, will be Nathan Avaldi, And the catcher is uh, Kevin Pulecki, which makes sense. Pulecki and Avaldi have been great all year. The chemistry is just not the same with Vasquez. And I, I think Pulecki should be the everyday catcher. I mean, Vasquez has had a terrible year. For the year Pulecki has had, uh, that-wise, I mean, there, there's, you, there's an argument. Vasquez says he wants to be the guy. He, he's caught more rings than any other catcher in the league. He kind of got a you, you, you. I understand what you're saying production wise, but him being the catcher and him wanting to be that guy, the manager in in Alex Cora obviously has to respect that, and they're going to let him, you know, play, you know, catch 110 games. 100 yes, games, but when however many games he actually. But when Vasquez is out, he doesn't DH or anything. You know what? I mean? They don't use him. Like when he's out, he's out. They've used Kevin Pawlecki as a pinch hitter. They've used him as a designated hitter because so, he has a yeah, good bat. So haven't they used you know Travis Shaw as a pinch hitter? And he's come yeah, but Travis Shaw Travis Shaw is clutch. You get a walk off grand slam. I, Travis I, Shaw is a hitter. I get what you're saying, but for a hot take, I yeah, it's not a hot take. It's it's just an everyday argument, and I, I I think he's done really well with Evaldi, as you said. And he's been a hot bat for seemingly the second half of the year. The only hot bat for the second half of the year. Maybe, um, obviously, Bobby Dalbeck. Like, how, how could I forget? You have an argument. I, I, I agree. But when you have a guy step up and want to be that kind of leader mentality and, and catch as many innings as he can, I get Vasquez. But for something that's a little small on, on our scale, I get what you're saying. Yes, the but one he, can, I- he can say he wants to be the leader and stuff, but if you – if you have somebody that's better than you on the bench in Kevin Pawecki, which he is, I mean, be honest with me when Christian Vasquez comes up to the plate and, you know, he granted he is better in clutch situations. Obviously remember he had that big home run um, earlier in the season against Tampa Bay. He had another big triple just a couple weeks ago. I mean, he's good in the clutch, but when Christian Vasquez comes up to the plate, how confident are you that he's going to get a hit strike that he's going to see the big, Exactly. Right three every time. With Pawecki, you have some confidence. I mean, the guy has some pop in the bat. Pawecki, and you know what? Listen, Vasquez obviously was here, big part of 2018 World Series. He wants to catch. He wants to be that guy. But I think Pawecki's the better catcher. Here's where you're going to lose me, I I believe. And their arms both suck, so that doesn't matter. I'm 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 100 percent on that. I'm 100 percent on that. I mean, in in terms of calling the game, I'm I'm not so much. It, it, we I, we'd have to pull some extreme numbers to see exactly what's going on there. But I I want to make a point, and and I I think this is kind of this is this is this is a small tip on the scale. And I think my next point you'll agree with is they have Jaron Duran on the roster. That's great. I mean, he certainly his first stint with the Red Sox this season was not as great as his second stint with them. But I have to say, for you talking about putting, you know, Kike at second or putting Jared Duran in center field and having uh, a Royal star, Kike in center. Well, I just, want to, I just want to clear that up I real want to, quick. The only reason I can see that is because Jose Iglesias, for those of you that don't know, Jose Iglesias is not eligible for the postseason roster. Jose Iglesias was playing for a Royal we have seen Arroyo what four times since that nasty hamstring injury when he played first base. We don't. We haven't seen Christian Arroyo. Neither have we seen Jaron Duran. But Duran's been playing at the AAA level and he's played more with the big club in recent than Christian Arroyo has because of the injury. So that's the only way I can see that. I don't think it happens. I think we see Arroyo at second. But I just want to throw it out there because I think it's certainly a possibility. Well, I my my point was I sure hope we don't see Jaron Duran. Um, maybe in an extreme pinch hit scenario, but this is game. This is like you said. Like we said, this is when I go home. You can't have the rookies line up and say, "Hey, give me a shot." When they have no prior experience of that, especially one in Jaron Duran, who well, Duran is twenty six, but wasn't but, the well? I'm saying playoff experience. I mean, no, no, I, no. I get what you're saying, and you know what? I don't, I don't think we see him. I think he's more his fielding. His arms atrocious too. 
in the field. He doesn't have a good arm in the field. Uh, Kike is definitely the better option, but you know what? I think we do see him as a pinch runner situation. You know what I mean? And that, that kind of leads you, you know, as you're on the roster, you know, that kind of, and I actually, do you want to touch on your, I know you had two points there. Do you want to touch on that second one before we. My second one was the fact that it's, I know it's been spurted out everywhere, but the fact that Christian Arroyo hasn't seen big league pitching consistently in over a month, is scary. Yeah, That's scary. certainly. And you and you know what you know what's even like worse for Christian Arroyo when he was playing when he was healthy the whole first half of the season up until he hurt his hamstring in his first start at first base in the big leagues, which we everyone knew that was going to be a mistake. Everyone knew that was going to be a mistake. Right. You know he was arguably one of the Red Sox best hitters. I mean, think back. I mean, a game that was huge for them was when he hit that grand slam. I think it was against Minnesota. Remember that? I do remember the Grand lead, Slam. I don't quite remember who, seventh, it, who it was against. I think it was against Minnesota, but he hits that big Grand Slam, gives him the lead in the top of the seventh. You know, he was arguably their best hitter. But since then, we haven't seen him. It's hard for a guy, especially with a guy like Christian Arroyo, who before coming to the Red Sox and evidently finding himself, and can we really say that? Because how, how many games has he played since he's been hurt? You know what I mean? Like, Jose Iglesias really well. Jose Iglesias was a big, big part of the, the team, and he's a big reason the Red Sox are where they are right now. You know what he did in the field, what he did at the plate was outstanding for the Red Sox, and I, you know, it's a big blow that he's not eligible for the postseason roster. But for a guy to come, now you face Garrett Cole, your first welcome back to the MLB, no Christian kidding. Arroyo. You get Garrett Cole and the New York Yankees in a must-win game. It's tough. I can't see Arroyo hitting over the seven. He's gonna be in the. He's gonna be seven, eight, nine. He, he, you cannot put that guy. You know, remember Christian Arroyo was also playing some, hitting some leadoff for the Red Sox, and he did a good job with it. He handled it well, but you got to hit that guy at the back of the lineup. I mean, there's no. You cannot roll him out there. Like we said, we haven't seen him, and expect him to be a big part. I mean, you just can't. And, no, I, and I, I totally agree with what you said. And to to my point, he's only had nine at bats in his last seven games, and he's hitting a right one eleven, one eleven. He saw an at bat on the October second game against the Nationals. He had a strikeout. Last seven games, last seven games, nine at bats, one eleven average. Uh, you saw him the October second game against the Nationals. He had a strikeout, and he had two at bats against the Yankees. He did have one hit. That would be his only hit. In his last seven games. And that was against the Nationals and the Orioles, who have minor no, no, league no, starters. No, sorry. It was the uh, Yankees. I think I might have said one, one Yankees, game against the Yankees. One game against the Yankees. Because if it was the last seven, nine at-bats in the last seven, he had one against the Yankees. And do you have the hit against the Yankees? Yes. One oh, hit. Right. One hit in his last promising. nine at-bats in seven games. I guess that's promising. One eleven. <laughs> one eleven. Yeah. Ugh. But back to back to you know back to the lineups here. My an interesting thing for me here is you know no, notably Chris Sale not on the roster for the wild card game. The roster changes with every every series. Chris Sale not on the roster for tonight's game, which is interesting to me, is because Eduardo Rodriguez pitched on Friday, threw ninety something pitches, and said he'd be good to go in two days in his post game presser. He was ready to go. He pitched. An inning on uh, Sunday, and a big inning at that, through 13 pitches. So he's over 100 pitches this weekend. Erod has to be your game or game one starter if the Red Sox win. He has to be the game one starter. So do the Red Sox really have that little trust in Chris Sale that they're not going to bring him up on this roster? I mean, think about the left-handed pitchers they have in their bullpen right now. Now you have Eddie, but it's Darwinson and Martin Perez because Josh Taylor's out with the back injury. Those are your pitchers that are lefties in the pen right now. Yeesh. Not good. Yeesh. Not good at all. So, I mean, I, I get the fact that you need a left-handed arm, especially in this series. You need a left-handed arm. You have Chris Sale. You know, he's been this this – Dominant force in the league for years now. 
been your number one guy. Granted, he has not found himself since he's come. He's had no command, no control since he's come back. Hasn't looked good. His strikeout numbers, I mean, they look good, but, you know, he's pitching to contact, something we never see from Chris Sale. I always right. think back to that outing against the Orioles just a couple weeks ago. He had one strikeout against Only the one. Baltimore Orioles. Chris Sale, a guy who gets all these punch outs, sets records for strikeouts per per nine innings. He had one. He's pitching to contact, and that's something you cannot do against the Yankees, especially this Yankees team right now. They are hot, and they I know they hot. lost. I know they lost two uh, to Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay had already clinched. So you know, interesting there that they lost two to Tampa Bay. But you know, it's uh, Tampa. Uh, the Yankees are like the Red Sox. They have not capitalized on their opportunities. Granted, the Yankees were ten games back from us and came back, and are now in the playoffs. But we're still hosting the game. But, you know, it's 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 going to it's the left hand and the whole left handed thing to me is just interesting. You know, like you have Chris Sale, you're going to need Eduardo unless unless Chris Sale is your game one starter. But at this point, if you're taking Chris Sale, Chris Sale threw what would you say? Fifty seven pitches. He threw fifty seven pitches on Sunday. He only went two and a third. It was sub 60. They gave him the hook real quick. Yeah, he went two and a third. Against the Nationals, and I, I get why the confidence would be low on Chris Sale, but if Eddie's going to be your guy for game one, if, if you advance, you have to play it. You know, it's a tough situation for Cora. Uh, and Cora, playoff Cora is different. He always pushes the right buttons, and we're starting to see that now. But, you know, if Eddie is going to be your guy for game one, and, you know, it seems that Cora has more trust in Eduardo Rodriguez than he does Chris Sale. So if Eddie's going to be your guy for game one, you have to kind of manage this. You have to walk a fine line of you have to manage it like this is it. This is this is it. You know what I mean? If you lose, you're done. Your season is over. But if you win, you got Tampa Bay Rays waiting for you. So it's a, it's a tough game to manage. But now the thing is, if they win, who's your game one starter? It, it would have to be sale, especially if Erod gives you two tonight. And my ideal, my ideal uh, kind of rotation tonight, if you will, like kind of the order. It's got to go Evaldi to Whitlock. He's got to go deep. He has to go deep. He, he, can't, go, go deep. he can't go two or three he innings like he did the last time. Against has the to, has to go deep. It's going to have to, if my, in a perfect scenario, Evaldi goes seven. Uh, that's wishful thinking. The door. Very wishful that's, thinking. I said perfect, perfect scenario. What I really, what I really expect is we'll have to use three or four guys or now, two, two or three guys out of the pen. Excuse me. So, Avaldi, it has to be Whitlock. Whitlock's your, your best arm. Has to be Whitlock. Call me crazy. Hansel Robles. He has been your best reliever ever. Like, the best reliever for the Red Sox has been Hansel Robles since Whitlock got hurt. I mean, he's, what- he's literally he's literally the only guy you can trust at the moment. And the, out you know the also thing that's terrifying. Who the hell are you going to trust to close this game? Look at the look at the situations Matt Barnes is pitching in. Low leverage situations. They have a four run lead against the Orioles. They'll throw him out there. They don't trust Matt Barnes. He forgot how to pitch. He no, forgot how to pitch. It, it's going to have to be somebody like Hulk or Pavetta again. I mean, you I think literally Pavetta, cannot. I think you you it will be a starter. Not you cannot trot anyone out. That is a relief pitcher in the ninth inning to send them home. Hypothetically, now, if that happens. And here's you the scary thing is I think I, I think like you said, you know, I think I like I said, you're going to see two to three guys. I think it goes Evaldi, depending on how long he goes to Whitlock. Whitlock will come in after Evaldi no matter what. So Robles. And then it will go to, I think, Pavetta. And, you know, that's another thing that's scary, though. We've seen Pavetta. His low is low. Real low. Yeah. And when he doesn't have it, as of late, too. And when he doesn't have it, he doesn't have it. Nope. And it could get ugly. There's no grinding from him when he's down and out. And you know what? How frustrating is it to sit here and talk about this right now when your closer made the all star team? You had a closer, an all star closer who you can't trust to go and shut the door now. You're pitching him in low leverage situations, and chances are you won't even see that all star closer tonight because you can't trust him. Like I said, you know, it's got to go from Pavetta, I'm not, excuse me, Evaldi to Whitlock. 
to I think Robles and then to Pavetta. Unless you, you know, unless you trust Pavetta to go out there and give you two. But you know, if if you want Pavetta to just close the door, maybe we don't see Robles. Maybe it's just Evaldi, Whitlock, Pavetta. But you know, it's scary. The bullpen's scary, man. Josh Taylor was one of their better players. He's out with the back injury. Now, now something I, I want to look into real quick is I, I was kind of off. Sale had 62 pitches. Not I don't know if I said 56, five more, 62. Five more. Like The fact that they don't trust him or necessarily trust him to even put him on the roster, throw him in the bullpen, throw 10 pitches in the eighth or ninth inning, kind of – kind of is is worrisome because like we said you literally cannot put a relief pitcher out in the ninth inning and, and i'm gonna pull up the whole whole roster here and you know we'll go through pitchers especially who you trust more than chris sale All now, right. i i just want to say real quick though they lose this game and it's a it's a close one it's a you know one run game and they lose you're gonna have some skeptics on the fact that Chris Sale can absolutely throw 10 or 15 pitches, you know, tonight. Hypothetically, he, he would be there, and more than likely, yeah. he would have his stuff. Yes. You lose this game, you're done. That's it. This, the, the whole no expectations, great season, blah, 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 whatever, maybe next year. And it, you, you you know, I like him. that you brought up the expectations because we'll get to that later on. You, you don't have him in the bullpen where they're not. They're not going to. Their bullpen is absolutely lackluster in trust and has been lackluster the second half of the season, just like hitting the pin in the balloon and letting all the air out or popping it. They, they didn't even let any air out. It just went just like that. And but, you know, another, th- another thing to think about, Alex, is Chris Sale. You know, he takes pride in kind of being, you know, he loves his teammates. If you listen to Chris Sale post Tommy John, all he credits is his teammates for being there for him. Right. How do you think he, he wants feels to be that guy? Not being on the road. He wants to be that guy. And I don't blame him. You know, you have that kind of stuff. You want to be that guy. How do you think he feels? I, I couldn't. I Not couldn't very good. I don't I don't know if they have some contingency plan, but the fact is they need to win this game. If they yes. don't win this game, no, there's no contingency plan. It's next year. And, and that and that's, that's the thing. That's the and, thing. They need to win this game to get in. And then you can talk about when can Chris Sale go. He doesn't have to be the game one starter. He really doesn't. I, I get it. it. I get it's a shortened series, and I get that's probably what your what your rebuttal was. Yeah, no, no. But who would it be if they had I mean, if they pitch it? And again, we left Eduardo out of our plans, right? Our perfect scenario. I'll stress it again: Avaldi to Whitlock to hopefully Pavetta, maybe Robles in between. Well, you, you know, we, you know, you'll see, you know, you'll see Robles, and you know, you'll see Brazier. No matter what the situation. Brazier's another one. Brazier's another one that uh, he's been one. And, you know, he's – I forgot about Brazier. He's been another guy that's been really big for them. And you know what? Let's let's change that to Robles and Brazier could be interchangeable. But I right. think they go with Robles over Brazier. And Brazier's been their kind of seventh-inning guy. Right. And you, you know what? You know, in your perfect scenario, Evaldi goes seven, whatever. More than likely, we're going to see You that said too. that's wishful thinking, which it totally Absolutely, is. Absolutely, especially after what the Yankees did to Evaldi. But, you know, he leads, the, he leads the league in innings pitched. He goes Maybe deep. Evaldi. That's kind of news to me. I mean, yes. you have a Cy Young. You have, on the other hand, though, you have a Cy Young candidate uh, uh, taking the opposing bump. So, uh, and I'm glad, I'm glad you want to talk about that. Too. I mean, we have so, uh, much, let's do it now. so much to get into. Let, let's we, do it. Uh, first, actually, first, minutes. first, first. Let's just go through this first. This right. is the guy. This is the roster of guys that will be tasked with getting it done tonight against the New York Yankees. Kevin Pilecki will be the starting catcher. Christian Vasquez. I mean, we could see Christian Vasquez come off the bench when Evaldi comes out. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens because Pavet, um, um, excuse me, Pilecki and Evaldi have had better chemistry all year. Pilecki would obviously be the guy to catch Evaldi. But once Pilecki's or once Evaldi comes out, we could see Vasquez come in. So I can see this. Connor Wong's on the roster. You're carrying three catchers. If you want a guy who can pinch hit and pinch run, you have that. You have the pinch hitter in Travis Shaw, and you have the pinch runner in Jared Duran. I, I, Connor Wong, that's interesting to me. Kyle Schwarber, obviously, it, would probably be the starting it, DH. It's, it's funny how they have depth literally in all the wrong places. Yes, absolutely right. Not, not in the bullpen. Not at the corners. 
but a catcher. I mean, hey, look at we got three catchers. Three, three That's catchers. Cool. Yeah, three catchers. Cool. Bobby Dahlbeck, first base. Christian Arroyo, second base. Xander Bogart, shortstop. Rafael Devers, Alex Verdugo, Kike Hernandez, Humphrey Renfro, Jaron Duran, Travis Shaw, Jonathan Aruz, another guy. I mean, Jonathan Aruz has come up with some big hits for the Red Sox. You're but why do we right. have why do we have all these guys? I mean, that's a head scratcher. Head why scratcher. do you have you you don't need three catchers? You're not going to pinch right. hit. Connor Wong's not going to see the field. <laughs> like, like, let's be real. That's and exactly you know, my point. That's exactly my yes, point. You, you have, have Connor Wong, Wong or Jonathan Aroos, and you can't put no, a no, sale no. in there. Exactly. This is what, and you don't need three catchers, but that that's besides the point. Nick Pavetta, Garrett Whitlock, Tanner Houck, Hansel Robles, Ryan Brazier, Eduardo Rodriguez, Garrett Richards, Adam Onovino, Matt Barnes, Austin Davis, and Josh Taylor. Now, Josh Taylor is on the roster, but whether or not we see him with the back injury is left to be seen. And you know what? When's the last time we, we haven't seen him? You know, you know, remember, because remember during the COVID outbreak, Josh Taylor was in quarantine because he never got COVID, but he was in quarantine because he was not vaccinated. He missed two weeks. And then then we didn't see him because of the back injury. So we haven't seen Josh Taylor in a big league game in a while. So can you trust him? I don't think we see him. You know, that's another guy, though. Josh Taylor. You're not going to pitch him. Take Chris Sale over him. It's a lefty arm. In his last seven games, he's had five innings pitched. That goes all the way back to September 22nd against the New York Mets. September 22nd. It's been a while. If and my memory serves me correct, that's over two weeks. Two and weeks. they were saying that he wasn't progressing very well with the back. That was Ian no, Brown. Back injury is one of the worst you can have. That is, that is certainly a bad injury to have, especially as a pitcher. Pitcher? Oh, my God. But this is the, this is the group tasked with taking down Garrett Cole tonight. And... Call me crazy, Alex. I hear it all the time. You're not scared of Garrett Cole in the playoffs? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Tell you why. Red Sox have his number. Think of the last two times he's pitched here. Last two times he's pitched it at Fenway. First game was that Sunday afternoon game. Kike took him deep. Raffi took him deep. Um, Bogarts got him. They, they He was out in the fourth inning, and they routed them. Then the second game, when they pitched, he pitched, it was that night game at Fenway. It was a Friday night. It was the game that Eduardo Rodriguez got the migraine. Rafi got him again. The Sox were all on him. Sox ended up winning that game convincingly. The Sox have been on Garrett Cole, and I know Garrett Cole has a great playoff resume. Lights out in the playoffs. But the Red Sox can hit him. And and you go back to uh, obviously I, I see what you're doing there, uh, sports radio persona. Uh, you got to throw in though, last time out against the Red Sox, got the win. Still only six innings pitched, five hits, three earned, three walks, six strikeouts. Well, it's a lot. It's a lot easier to do when you have six runs of run support. That was am I my wrong? Next point when I would when yes. I would finish after the Yankees literally shelled Nathan Evaldi and yes. That that's the Red Sox may have. It was six runs, correct? Do you have that in front of you? I, I believe I, it was six runs. I think it was six. At Regardless, that point. you have run support. It's hard to lose a game when you have over four runs in run support, especially when you're Garrett Cole, the highest paid pitcher in the league. It's it's tough. Their their goal in my eyes, and I, I think it's it's much agreeable on, on both sides here. They need to get the pitch count up. I mean, I'm not going to talk yes. in 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 normal and you know make it seem like I have no idea and, and just hit all the bullet points. But for this guy, he's going to go all night. He really is, unless, like you said, there's run support. They don't because, trust their bullpen either because the Yankees do not want to get to their bullpen, and oh. the Red Sox have the Yankees bullpen's number. Yes. especially one man who can no longer close out games because the Red Sox mentally destroy him. And a world of Chapman for one, for one. And the sticky gonna, stuff. Yeah, they're going to have to not swing at every pitch like they normally do. And they're going to have it, to be patient in the box. And they're going to have to drive that pitch count out. It sounds elementary to say, but for the Red Sox, you have to strike first. You have to get Evaldi run support. Evaldi is due for run support. They, he has not had much run support all year. No, he's the Red not. Sox have to jump on Cole early because if the Red Sox get behind, I know they, you know, at the beginning of the season, the comeback kids, they were doing it all the time. That stat was kind of inflamed. 
it was inflamed. Oh, I mean, they call a comeback if you're down whenever in the game. You could be down in the second inning. They call it a comeback. That stat was inflamed. You came back against the Washington Nationals. Exciting. Exciting, to say the least. You needed that win, and you got it. You came back and won. The Washington Nationals are a lot different than the New York Yankees. That stuff's not going to fly tonight is the thing. And I know, because especially the deeper they can let Cole go, the deeper you're in trouble. And I know I said the Red Sox have Cole's number, which they do. But would you rather see the Yankees bullpen or would you see Garrett Cole? I know they could hit Garrett Cole, but you'd rather see the bullpen. So the deeper he goes, the more trouble the Red Sox are in. Especially if Evaldi wants to have an off night all of a sudden. I, know, I don't know what. I can't see it. I can't see. I, I can't. I, I, here's the other thing, though. I can't see what he's going to do. Because as, when you have when you have a, a, a clunker like he had against the Yankees his last time out, anything goes. Anything goes. This guy, this guy will finish top five in the AL Cy Young race. Believe me. I Ethan Evaldi will be top five. Robbie no, Ray. Robbie There's Ray no clear winner this year. There's no I clear think, winner. No, I, it, Robbie Ray, I think he closed it out. I think he's going to be the one to get it, which is well, weird because I mean, the Reds, that's another guy the Red Sox shelled. Remember that game in Buffalo when the yes. Blue Jays were still playing in Buffalo? Yes. And everyone Man, they got all over him. They got all over Robbie Ray. The, uh, the Red Sox hit Robbie Ray all year long. But, you know, I think Robbie Ray is the clear winner for the Cy Young. But Nathan Avaldi could finish top three, top, uh, top five for sure. He could be number three. It's weird. It, I, I don't want to get off too much of a tangent, but there hasn't been like one dominant guy, you know? No. It's Robbie it's Ray. Funny. I mean, you, you talk about Robbie Ray, but I mean, like we just said, has he been dominant? The Red Sox jumped all over that guy in Buffalo. I mean, it, it's funny to see the progression of baseball in the last couple of years. The fact that like a three plus ERA is like, Oh my God! This this guy's great. This guy's it's awesome. all offense now, and that's and that goes back to what we were just saying. Red Sox need to strike first. It's an offensive game now, especially now, like more than ever. Like the Red Sox need to get. A, it's also easier for Nathan Avaldi to pitch with run support. Absolutely, settle in, be more comfortable. We just talked about it. Garrett Cole had the run support. When he, you give Garrett Cole four to whatever it was over four runs of run support. He's going to get comfortable. Of course, you're going to be like, all right, he's going to make the pitches he needs to make to win the game. Nathan Avaldi is going to be a top five Cy Young candidate. I trust him more than anyone on this Red Sox staff to go out there and win this game. I really do. And as long as the Red Sox do their part offensively, Avaldi will take care of the rest. And I can't say it Red Sox defensively because the Red Sox defense is atrocious. Here's my thing with you. After what you saw against the same, literally the same team a week ago, you yes. still trust this guy. Yes. Yes, I do. When when has Nathan Avaldi ever had back-to-back bad outings? How did Nathan Avaldi get that big contract with the Red Sox? He well, pitched he, his heart out in the World he Series. He literally threw a, a whole second game in the he World Series. He threw a whole second game in the World Series, the biggest stage against league's top team in the Dodgers. He came out and did it. That's why he got paid. That's why you pay guys like this. This is why you pay Nathan Avaldi to go out and make these, win these games. You know, guys that have balls, guys that can gut up, you pay them to go out and win this game. And I trust them to do it. You know, Ma- like imagine, I said, imagine how fired up this guy must be. Nathan Avaldi wanted it. They asked him, you know, because before Chris Sale really kind of fell off, and I, I fell off for Chris Sale terms as the Red Sox ace. Obviously, not on the roster tonight, so you can't dispute that that the and guy fell ace, off quite ace literally. Of this year, ace of this year. Yes, as the as Red Sox ace of this year, when Chris Sale, I full heartedly believe he will be back in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. Excuse me, but you know when it was kind of starting to come out. Who's the wild card starter? You know, when people started looking ahead, who's going to be the Red Sox wild card starter? It was down to Sale and Evaldi. And Evaldi was asked about it, and he said, I want to be that guy. He wanted to be that guy. This is what he wanted. This is why you pay him the money. If you don't have trust in Nathan Evaldi tonight because of last week or two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, whenever it was when they played the Yankees, he got shelled, which was a hideous performance. Inexcusable inexcusable and i know i some of you might think i sound like an idiot to sit here right now and say you have no reason not to trust nathan Evaldi, but you don't the guy has been nails all year long all year leads the league in innings pitched 
Then again, one of the best pitchers in the AL, one of the best pitchers in the league. All star. This guy has all it all he needs. All he needs. Can just, I, the Red Sox offense needs to do their thing. Can I just mention more on the lines of do I trust Nathan Avaldi? Yes, I think I do. I think that obviously it's a talking point, and I want to throw it out there for you who's so confident about him. And I, yes. I am confident in him too. Do I trust the Red Sox? No. And oh, no. What has happened to them? Oh, they have no expectations. Let's get into that now. Let's get into no the expectations going into the year. Good time for the expectations. The second half, like you pointed out earlier, they had a five or six game lead against the Tampa Bay Rays. They were in a great spot. And they were 10 games up on the Yankees. And they could have put them to bed. What? August, July, August, and oh, well, that's all part of it. They could have put them to bed. They could have put them to bed last weekend. Yes, this is all part of Alex, and I know this is a great segue into the expectations. Let's face the reality: expectations change. They change when the team is in first place at the All Star break. The expectations are going to change. Why are people circling back and saying, oh, this team had no expectations. Oh, this is a good season. They made the playoffs or they're hosting the wild card. They have a chance to make the playoffs. Why? Why? They fell off. They should have won the AL East. They had plenty of opportunities to build their lead on Tampa Bay and clinch that the division. They had plenty of opportunities to knock out the Yankees. I mean, remember, remember the whole thing on the Greg Hill show? When um, Sam Kennedy says, um, I th- or Brian, Sam Kennedy, Sam Kennedy goes, uh, the Yankees are two and eight against us. And they caught up. Literally. They caught uh, up. They won. Did they win the season series by one game? Red Sox. Yes. One game. One two game. and eight. Oh, yeah. They're two and eight against us. It's just, it's expectations change. When the team yeah. is in first place, you can't give them the you can't say, oh, this team wasn't supposed to do anything. They can do it. That's the thing. They showed they can do it. They got swept by the Orioles to start the season. 0-3, Baltimore Orioles, team that had over hundred losses last year and have it and again this, this year. year. And, and this, this year. year. And that's a whole nother story. The Baltimore Orioles need to go, but that's a whole nother story. You get swept by the Orioles, and everyone's like, right, including myself. I'm like, oh great. Here we go again. You know, it's going to be the Ron Renicky 2020 year all over again, <laughs> all over again. That nightmare. I'm like, here push him out in the wheelchair and the dugout, they let him score themselves. the game on his booklet. Exactly. They found themselves. They go on a seven plus game win streak. They're fourth. They had four of those this season. They went on four times. They won seven or more games in a row. Impressive. They find themselves. They sweep the, uh, the sweep, the raise. And we're like, hold on. This team can do something. They found themselves. They were. They showed that they can succeed. So expectations, therefore, change. It's not the team from last year that were like, oh, this team stinks. Oh, Ron Renicki's out there. It's a wash year. This isn't a wash year anymore. You bring back Alex Cora. You bring in all these free agents. Run Renfro. I, I count uh, Arroyo because Arroyo played, what, two weeks last in 2020? Kike right. Hernandez, Adam Adovino, Hirokazu Sawamura. The list goes on and on. You know, you have all these guys, and granted, they didn't spend a lot of money in free agency. Nope. But they pushed the right buttons. You know, Heim Bloom's focused on, and everyone's ripping Heim Bloom at the trade deadline. Who was the best trade deadline uh, like acquire? Who was it for for the whole MLB? Who was it other than Max Scherzer, of course? Who was it? Trey Turner. Just kidding. It would be Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber, and it's not even close. What Kyle Schwarber has done for the Red Sox has been incredible. Hein Bloom made the best trade deadline move, and everyone is still giving him heat. How? And then look at Robles and Big Fudge Austin Davis. Look at them. Even they are good. We I literally we just talked about it earlier in the show, Alex. Hansel Robles has been one of the Red Sox best relievers. In my opinion, right now, it would go Whitlock, Robles, and Brazier. Those have been your best relievers. Here, here's the thing, though, and I, I half agree with your deadline take. The fact that you don't bring in an eighth inning guy 
like a certified well at the time well they did it, they did it in the, the off season they did it in the off season they did that without adam Ottavino. he was supposed to be that guy and adam Ottavino has been the now. definition of inconsistency and he also can't hold a runner if you start if the if you start with the single it's automatically a double you can't hold a runner can't do it can't do uh, it i'm i'm going to call it as i see it in the fact that that's great. You get some depth arms in Austin Davis and Hansel Robles, who has been, you know, both have been okay. Robles has been great the past week or so. Been great, yes. To win every team in the World Series, as of as of the you know the Statcast statistics era, they've had a huge bullpen. They've had a deep bullpen, all with firing arms. They didn't necessarily do that, and that's it's it's literally the group. <laughs> To be fair, though, does, does anyone does anyone in the AL really have that? Tampa Bay. I mean, there's no secret with Tampa Bay. Tampa, they can we, literally they, they. You can go down their line, and each of them will have a scoreless inning. But the Red Sox have taken care of Tampa Bay. What what is it? Um, what, what's that guy's name? The the one that was um. Call no, not McHugh. McHugh was a Red Sox. Fairbanks. Too. Fairbanks. Yeah, yeah. I hate that guy. They have so many arms in that bullpen that they are, are like yes. have, have have no idea who they are, but they're like they throw they come out and throw an inning in a, in two thirds and no it's four strikeouts yeah. and no runs yeah, every time they have no idea who they are though they have plenty you know I mean? of depth though they have, they have depth, depth yes. that they've performed every and year like we're, and we're sweating the Red Sox out right now and I I get that trade deadline thing but you you address that you time bloom address the uh, the the bullpen last off season. He did it last offseason. Brought in Salamora. They get Whitlock off the Rule Seven. They get uh, they get Adam Ottavino. They address that already. And at the if, time, like we said, you have an All Star closer. You can't stress that enough. The I know big, one of the biggest one of the biggest things here, Alex, is post trade deadline. Matt Barnes. He forgot how to pitch. He was an All Star closer. But and now you, you don't said, have one. As you said, and I'm I'm not trying to to you know play both sides a devil's advocate. You say expectations change. Here we they are. Do. They do. That, that's all I have. Time, to, that, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being exactly. No, I get what you're saying. The, but the, expect, the expectations did change. Your all-star closer forgot how to pitch. Do you know how big of a deal it is to have a good closer? You know, especially it. when they signed Craig for a huge deal. Oh. You you remember 2018 World Series? How many heart attacks did Craig Kimbrell put you through? No kidding. Got it done. He got no it kidding. done. He scared you, but he got it done. Matt Barnes, you can't say the same. You don't have a closer right now. A good closer is necessary for a World Series team, and the Red Sox don't have it. But at the time, the expectations were they had an all-star closer. The guy made the all-star team, Alex. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the no, expectations. I, absolutely the expect- know what I, I know what you mean by the expectations changed, but they did. You had an all-star closer. You didn't need to address the closer. Adam Ottavino at the time was pitching well, too. You didn't need to address that at the time. Even Whitlock, you know, Whitlock at the time could have been the Salomora was pitching well. Your bullpen at the time, the Red Sox bullpen was nails. Salomora was pitching lights out. He was your guy coming in after the starter. And then you'd have then you'd have guy like Whitlock, who would be the eighth inning guy. And the ninth inning guy was Barnes and Ottavino would be the seventh. That's how it was. That's how but, the Red Sox was. But when 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 they take that turn. You know, you're looking at August 1st, August 2nd, August 3rd. You're still that confident in Salamora, Ottavino, all these got Whitlock, all these guys that they've trotted out the whole year. They might have burnt, not burnt them out, but they certainly already hit their stride. You're still confident in them game 163 back in August that they're going to take care of business. I don't think you can confidently say that. Not once, but at the time. At the time where the trade deadline was, I'm saying Sox, the time after the trade year. deadline, August. Yeah, you're looking nothing, at the third. Nothing and the you seventh. can do about it. You can't really do anything once it's passed. I'm, it's passed. I'm going to challenge you here, though. Okay. You are confident in the bullpen in the weeks leading after the trade deadline when they bring in no. Hansel I, I, Robles I, I, I get what Hansel you're Rays. saying. No, of course not. And Hansel Robles' first thing was to almost start a fight with the Rays, and nobody stood up with them because he's a new guy. And it was it was dating back to like the um the Cuban. It was like a Cuban league or a Mexican league or something oh, that geez. they were all playing, and 
and it, that's what it was dating back to um, the beef with him and one of the couple of the Rays players. But what you're saying is he didn't address it the trade deadline. Okay. Y- yes. Cause he didn't have to at the time post trade deadline. You're worried. Yes. But at the time you didn't need to address it. You know what I mean? I get what you're trying to say. And I, and I even, but here, here's my other thing though. He goes, Oh yeah, we got two great depth arms. Austin Davis and Hansel Robles aren't going to be your seventh and eighth inning guy when you have a closer at when you have a closer at that time going into the ALDS ALCS. That's not going to be your guys. As even then, as in Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes, you have your closer at that time. You confuse me with the ALDS stuff. Are you saying that at the time you're looking ahead at the playoffs and you have a guy like Matt Barnes who will come in and close the door? Yes, and you have yeah, and it's what I ju- it's a, Robles and yes. Austin Davis as your and this is, seventh this is and eighth just, inning. This is what guys. I just said. You know, this is what I just said. Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes deserves as much credit as Ian Bloom does for stinking up the joint. See what I mean? This was built around having closer. Oh, and you're they absolutely right. you're absolutely right with that. Yeah, I, I agree with you as the day is long on that. But the fact that the bullpen seemingly hit a wall, a brick wall, a double layer brick wall. Is yeah, but that, at the that, time there was nothing they could have done about it. You know, it, the ship has sailed. So right, and it, here we are. We get the terrible. And now, we're, now we're now we're sweating it out. And, and they're know, never going to hit that. They're never going to hit that stride like they I always did. remember. Even Barnes and the bullpen's not going to hit that stride like they I, did. And I always in think April, back May, when you know they kind of it was when Hauk was kind of finding himself, whether he was in the bullpen or as a starter. Cora said what they have in the bullpen in the with all the arms in the bullpen and in the starting rotation was a good problem. Where's that? Now you have a now problem. Now we're sweating it. Now it's a problem, not a good problem, a problem. And I see we're approaching the 46-minute mark here, so we'll start <laughs> to wrap it up here. Alex, I mean, you know how to close it out here. Predictions. Well, see, I want to I want to close it out with a quick debrief of this game. And how I see it going is people may not like what I'm about to say. And I don't you think like you'll, I do not think you'll like to hear what I have to say, I probably but I'm, but I'm going to leave myself an out. And that's, that's what we do in the biz here. You know if, what they call that. What's that? A, I would say the P word, but a, uh, a, uh, a coward. Oh, yeah, well, yeah whatever. I'm going to leave myself an out. I, we don't talk in absolutes on this show. <laughs> Nathan Evaldi. Oh, no, we don't. No, no, Nathan Evaldi comes out, and he has his normal stuff. The Red Sox can get some run support, drive Garrett Cole's pitch count up. They should have no problem getting this team. If we see the same Yankees team that came into Fenway and shellacked us for two and a half games and got a and hit that and got a lucky drop third foul tip strike that was strike four. They're gonna come and win this game, no problem. They have the bats. They come into Fenway and win three games in a row. They have the AL Cy Young winner in my eyes because it's just a bigger market it's, than Toronto. It's Robbie Ray. I, I, I know, I know. But I don't trust the Red Sox. I don't. They've let me down more times than I can count on my two hands and two feet this year. And that, and you know yes. that they haven't. Yes. And I, you know they have, I have, have not capitalized on opportunities. And this is a big one. I ha- and, that, this is, and this is going to defense, runners in scoring position. They need base runners. They're not. They're gonna. They're gonna be they're a terrible base running team. As, yes, as and I that's just, another. Thing. Oh my god! As I just I, countered my point twice that the, with the Red Sox winning with um, the base running and the opportunities that they have not capitalized. My bottom line is, I do not trust the Red Sox enough to win this game. I trust Nathan Avaldi. I trust their bats. I don't trust the Red Sox. I don't. Like I said, it comes down. And to I, I can't, I can't, I can't rip that apart. No, and it comes down to, like Sox, I said, com- in the playoff, it comes down to depth in your bullpen and your starting pitching. Of all these great, you have to lean back to what your, your expectations are what of what, what, of what your last start was against the same team with the same lineup. 
not I, good. I not can't good. rip. I can't rip that because you know the Red Sox, like we've said, they've had plenty of opportunities within their schedule to build their lead to eliminate the Yankees. They wouldn't be in the situation with the Yankees right now. They'd be playing the Seattle Mariners. Put it that way, Alex. The Seattle freaking Mariners. They'd be playing right now. That's not, they would have definitely won that game. Now you're playing the Yankees, which is a little bit concerning. You know, it's not all as easy say, as Seattle Mariners. All I have to say is thank God we did not get Toronto because they would have yeah. hit home run after home run after home run after yes. home run against how many times have we seen rotation a and bullpen? How many times have we seen a positional player pitch against the Blue Jays this year for the Red Sox? Good amount. Oh my god. Good amount. But if, Char- Charlie Montoya, Charlie Montoya's got to be fired now. You bring in all those. Bringing all those weapons on top of you, bringing Springer, you have Vladdy, Gurley, Guriel. You got all these guys. You got to fire him. You got no, Charlie you know Montoya. He's got to go. I, Alex, he's got to go. I think they were a team with similar expectations to the Red Sox this year. And the fact that they hit their stride at the exact right time and just didn't get the luck of the draw. I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. When you bring in on what they did, bringing in Springer, having already a ton of talent, you have Vladdy Guerrero, who would be the AL MVP if it wasn't for Shohei Otani, who actually, you know, still could win the AL MVP. Right. Vladdy's oh, going to make this close. 100%. Vladdy's going to make this real close. In my opinion, it's Otani, but Charlie Montoya, okay. and you know, I'm not going to get on a tangent with the Blue Jays, but I will no, say this but- right now for the Blue Jays. They will have the Cy Young winner in the AL, which is Robbie Ray, and their manager will be gone next year. They'll have a new manager. Charlie Montoya is gone. If you want to – I know we don't – I want to wrap this up real quick, and I want to rip up my Yankees prediction real quick. The Yankees had more expectations than the Red Sox and Blue Jays combined. The of Yankees finished one do. game. The Yankees finished one game above the Blue Jays. But expectations change, like we said. It's been a topic of the show. That's expectations true. Expectations change. That's true, change. but – the Blue Jays hit the, their peak right at the right time. And, they just and the Blue Jays had expectations as well, though. The Blue Jays have a loaded team. This is a team that nobody, not even us as Red Sox fans sitting here. No, say, oh, no. We don't want I mean, to see Marcus Nobody wants to see the Blue Jays. That's a that's a that's an MLB record for a second baseman, Marcus Simeon said. Especially if they played in, oh, in, oh what a we nightmare. What a, what a nightmare. Nobody wanted to see the Blue Jays. What, what a nightmare that would have been. But, but my I'm, point, my point to, to wrap it up. Avaldi does what he has done all year. It's a whole different game. The Red Sox should take care of business. Drive Cole out of the game early. Not early, but, you know, Let's drive the pitch count up and get him out. I don't trust the Red Sox. Yankees win a run one ball. One run ball game. That's that's it. That's for that's me. Tough. It sucks. I mean, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to dispute that dispute that. What you said, because like you said, the Red Sox have not capitalized on opportunities. Um, they've had plenty, haven't done it. Um, their bullpen and starting pitching. I mean, you got to give Cole the edge, but I don't think you do. You know, you look at it, you think Cole's the edge, but I don't think you do. But I, 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 I get where you're coming from. But here's my thing: this is at Fenway. The home, the Red Sox are home underdogs tonight, plus one hundred eight. I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't putting a little wager on the Red Sox tonight. Plus 108. Home underdogs. Hostile place. They got the Yankees coming here. Another big part that you left out, Alex, that's big in the playoffs, managing. And the Red Sox have that by an arm and a leg. Alex Cora in the playoffs has proven to be absolutely incredible. He pushes all the right buttons. And I expect nothing short of that tonight. Aaron Boone, I mean, you had Yankees fans chanting fire Boone. They don't even trust this guy. They don't even trust this guy. I know I know they go on a big winning streak or whatever, but come on, Alex. Look at who they have on the team. They have a loaded team. Giancarlo Stanton finds himself. Aaron Judge starts hitting the ball. Torres has been quiet. He started playing well during their win streak. They started to find themselves. And I, I guess that's a, not kind of another counter, but... I trust Alex Cora to make all the right decisions. Like we said, the bullpen's a mess. The bullpen wasn't great in 2018. Wasn't great at all. They found a way to win the game. They found a way to win games. They won, obviously, the World Series. And every game was, what, one in five? They won every game in five that year in 2018 because Cora pushed all the right buttons. I expect Nate to go out and be nasty. Nate's been better than Cole this year. You know, he had a tough outing last week. He wanted to be that guy. This is why, and I said it earlier, this is why you pay guys 
the money that they paid Nathan Avaldi. You pay him to go out and win these games. And I expect him to pitch lights out. Lastly, Red Sox offense has Cole's number. Rafael Devers has hammered Cole this year. Kike Hernandez has hit him well. Xander Bogarts is in a slump, but Xander Bogarts said in his post-game presser last week, you can't keep the good guys long down for too long. The Red Sox are ready for this. You saw last week, you know, and, and, and not to even mention Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber, when he signed with the Red Sox, or when he got traded here, rather, said that he wanted to be part of this Red Sox-Yankees rivalry. Well, here you go. And he said he's glad he's on this side. Well, here you go, Schwarber. This is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to make history in the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry. This is win or go home. This is the next chapter. For everyone saying that the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry was dead, watch tonight. You'll see it's not dead. And this is anything. Revives it. This is going to be a tight game. I absolutely agree with that. I give the Red Sox, though. The Red Sox have hit Cole well this year. Like you said earlier, they've hammered their bullpen. The Red Sox offense will find themselves. The only one that I'm hesitant on in the Red Sox lineup is Christian Arroyo. And the only reason, because we haven't seen him. Everyone else in that Red Sox line, uh, lineup, I expect to go out there and hit the ball hard and hit the ball well. If Nathan Valdi can go deep and he gets run support, the Red Sox win the game. And I think he does. I think he does. This is a tough place to go into. Fenway Park, rivalry week. When when do you ever see people this excited for a Red, uh, a Red Sox baseball game? Uh, you and I are different. Obviously, sports enthusiasts here doing the podcast. Obviously, both of us working in sports. And we get up for every game. Yes. We've watched every game this year. I've watched every game this year. You've watched every game this year. Sports enthusiasts, we're a little different. But you see people that you haven't seen posting about the Red Sox since 2018, sharing right. stuff, sharing. Right. Everyone's bought in. If they were playing the Mariners, this would not be the story. They're playing the New York Yankees. Everyone's bought in. This is a rivalry game. Who can gut up more? Garrett Cole has shown that he can get rattled. And I know he's got an outstanding playoff resume. Well, so does Nathan Avaldi. Nathan Avaldi has balls. And we've seen it before, and we're going to see it again. I like the Red Sox tonight. Underdogs at home. They've hammered Cole this year. I mean, if you, if I, I get that, you know, they haven't capitalized on their opportunities. One team they have capitalized against is the Yankees, especially at home. And I know they got slept last week. I know they did. I know they did. But Nathan Avaldi is never in a Red Sox uniform had back to back terrible outings. He's not going to tonight. Red Sox will hit Cole and they're going to hit him early. You know, this team, they're coming into this fired up. You're coming in off a huge momentum game. You were down. To the Nationals about to play in game 163. You come back and win. That's huge. They're popping the champagnes. Raphael Devers sitting at the post-game presser with a goddamn Miller light. They are ready to go. They are ready to go. And I, I like the Red Sox. You know, people are fired up for it. Fenway is going to be electric. You can see the rain. I'm looking out the window here. Rain already starting to go away. It's going to be a damn good game. And you know, Alex, I don't fault you for picking the Yankees. You know, and I might sound like a green teamer, but I'm telling you why I'm not. You know, the Red Sox have all the tools to get it done tonight. I know their bullpen's a mess, but it wasn't great in 2018. Alex Cora pushed all the buttons. I expect him to do that tonight. I got the Sox, and we'll touch on the Rays once, once, if they advance. Once they advance, I think they advance. We'll touch on that series next, but see, we're just about out of time. I'm, I'm starting to get Team Adesity vibes, but I, I, the amount of times I bought into the Red Sox and I immediately pulled out after five yes. games no, because I couldn't take them anymore. I'm it's not going to call year. them. I'm not going to crown them yet. I'm not going to believe in them. My expectations, it's, of course, I want them to win. And we have our, we we have the same game plan for how they can win. And it's very possible. I can't trust them. I can't bring myself to trust them. I can't. I've watched 162, maybe 160, 159. I've watched I can't, every game. I can't trust and, them. You know, I, I, you know, it sounds weird for to sit here at both of us being 19 to say we've watched every Red Sox. Every Red year. Sox. I think How we're nervous. that? But especially in a working Red Sox review this year, you know, I, I've just kind of fell in love with the team. You know, as much as they stress me out, you know, you fall in love with them. And um, I think that, you know, and I'm not green teaming. I, I swear to God, you know, I, that's a common thing. You know, people think I'm a green teamer with the Celtics, maybe Red Sox. No, I'm telling you how it is. Red Sox have hit Cole all year. And you know what? If as long as Nathan Avaldi doesn't have a putrid first and second, first, second, third inning like he did last week, the run support will be there. Like I said, I trust everyone in that lineup. I would have said I don't trust Vasquez. He's not catching. It's Pulecki, and Pulecki's hitting high 200s. Right. Are you trying so, to convince me to get to an hour mark here or convince me to change my pick? Because 
My pick is set. Locked in. All right. Well, he's got the Yankees. I got the Red Sox. It's going to be a certainly going to be a good one tonight. And I'll, um, I'll real quick. I'll leave us on a quick hanger. Uh, a cl- quick hanger. Cliffhanger. Cliff. Cliff. No matter what the result of the Red Sox is tonight, I am extremely worried for next year for them. And we'll leave it at that. I am extremely worried for what this team brings next year. And you and I will fight about that over a cold one later on this weekend as we watch the Red Sox. We watch the Red Sox tonight. Again, I got the Red Sox. He's got the Yankees. I'm Justin Turpin. That's Alex Jaworski. We thank you guys for listening, and we hope you welcome us back as we are back. We got the technology, like you said, but we appreciate everyone for listening, and we'll catch you next time. 808, baby. Be there, be square. 808, weird time. <laughs>